Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A local couple says they're traumatized after a carjacking at a local gas station. I opened the back door, I leaned in, and boom, knocked me down. Why they believe they were targeted and want to share their story. Then a 3.2 magnitude earthquake, just one of six to hit the same area in Western North Carolina in just two weeks. WRAL talks with an expert to explain what's happening. A cold front dropping in from the north is bringing us our best chance for rain. All time out, when to expect it and when temperatures rebound. Breaking in the last 30 minutes, Chapel Hill police announcing, announcing multiple arrests after scenes like this one. You see people on ATVs and dirt bikes speeding by on Triangle area roads this weekend. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dan Haggerty. And I'm Ashley Rowe. Mark Boyle is in the WRAL Live Center with what we know about these arrests, Mark. Well, Chapel Hill police, really, they say they're not playing games anymore. They're going after these people and they're doing so quickly, making several arrests. On your screen right here, here is some of that video that we're talking about. This happened on Saturday night, on Sunday night. A lot of you uh, may have seen these folks on these ATVs and dirt bikes. In Chapel Hill specifically, they were seen on Fordham Boulevard and Franklin Street, and they were speeding according to police. They were running uh, red lights, blocking intersections, and just stirring up a little bit of chaos, if you will. Police say oftentimes these drivers want to engage with police. They want the police to start chasing them, all while other members in these groups are recording those interactions. And so that was all part of what happened this weekend. Now with six people in custody, we're learning more about who they are and their charges. And this next graphic right here, here are some of these charges. Reckless driving to endanger, impeding traffic, operate an ATV on a public street, helmet law violation, failed to maintain lane control, to name just a few. As for those who are in custody, they range in age from mid-20s to mid-30s. And lastly here, investigators do expect to bring additional charges in these cases. There are a lot of people involved there, just six people now in custody. Back to you. Okay, Mark, thank you. Jackie Shelton Green travels the state as the poet laureate appointed by the governor. Sharing stories is her passion. Tonight, she's sharing one that's difficult to talk about. She and her husband were the victim of a violent crime carjacked at a Speedway gas station on Jones Sausage Road in Garner. They spoke with WRL Sarah Kruger about how they hope to use this experience for good. The couple stopped at this gas station, traveling from their home in Mebane on the way to Ocracoke. Jackie Shelton Green went inside and her husband got out of the car to look for something in the back seat. Next thing he knew, he was slammed to the ground. My desire is that this young man be apprehended. Um, it's a pretty violent act. Jackie Shelton Green says she's suffering from anxiety attacks, reliving the trauma of what she and her husband, Abdul Latif Fisher, endured on May 28th. I needed something from the rear seat. So the key was still in ignition. I opened the door, I opened the back door, I leaned in and boom, knocked me down got in the front seat. I tried to grab him. He was too quick. He started the car and 
put it in drive and he took off. Data from Garner Police shows that carjackings in the town are rare. This is only the second one this year. Motor vehicle thefts are much more common, with 54 so far this year, more than double the number during the same time last year. Because Shelton Green shares stories for a living as the state's poet laureate, she also wanted to share this one. Because I believe in the power of utterance. I believe in the power of speaking truth into existence. She wants to shine a light on mental health and normalize seeking help, which she and her husband are doing with plans to go to trauma therapy. I think uh, our culture is a culture that does not always seek the resources available to us. There's, there's so much stigma attached to mental illness and coping skills. Sarah Kruger, WRAL News, Garner. Within hours of the carjacking, officials did recover the couple's car abandoned in Wake County. We've asked Garner police if they have made any arrests. They said the investigation is ongoing. New in just the last hour, I spoke with the man whose daughter and granddaughter and their nanny were on the plane that crashed over the weekend in Virginia. John Rumpel tells me the FAA called him yesterday to say they couldn't reach the pilot over the radio. Hours later, they learned the horrible news. She was the most wonderful child in the world. And she's done so much for me. You know, we only adopted her about, I don't know, 10 years ago. Rumpel's daughter was Adina Azarian. He tells me that he and his wife adopted her when she was an adult. Her two-year-old daughter, Aria, was traveling with her to visit them in Banner Elk, North Carolina. We are also learning more about the flight path before the plane went down. So this is the flight path. The plane took off from Elizabethton, Tennessee, and it was heading for Long Island, New York. When it got to Long Island, though, the jet never actually made it. It turned around and then flew toward D.C. This caused officials to intercept it with two fighter jets. The military pilots determined the pilot was not responsive, and then it crashed. You're going to hear a lot more of my interview with Mr. Rumpel coming up tonight at 10 o'clock on Fox 50 and at 11 here on WRAL. Heartbreaking for that family. Breaking news now in the last 10 minutes. Wake County commissioners unanimously approved this year's budget worth $1.8 billion. The plan calls for investing 57% of the county budget into education. It comes with a tax increase that would generate an additional $65 million. The fiscal year for the budget will start July. Big changes could soon be coming to North Carolina's election laws. Republican legislative leaders are proposing a list of changes they say will make elections more secure, including making it harder to mail your vote in or register on the same day as the election. Democratic lawmakers spoke out against that proposal today. WRAL Capitol Bureau Chief Laura Leslie explains why they say it will undermine elections. Yeah, Democrats say they're opposed to the bill because they say it could make it harder for some people to vote and harder for some ballots to be counted. Now, Republican sponsors of this bill say it's needed to increase public confidence in the election system. But a former attorney for former President Donald Trump may have played a role in the bill. And Democrats say that's more likely to hurt public confidence than to help it. Current state law allows mail-in ballots to arrive up to three days after Election Day if they were postmarked by Election Day. The elections bill would do away with that grace period, making Election Day the cutoff. Senator Natasha Marcus called that unfair. And what will these Republican legislators for force election workers to do with that ballot if it arrives the day after Election Day? Throw it in the trash. It's not trash. 
it's a vote and it should count. Senator Dan Blue said the bill will also require anyone using same-day registration at early voting to make an additional trip to the County Board of Elections to prove they're a valid voter or else their ballot will be thrown out. One of the fundamental differences between Republicans and Democrats is that one of these parties values robust involvement in democracy. The other values raw power. Democrats also highlighted the involvement of former Trump attorney Cleta Mitchell. Senate leaders say Mitchell did not have input into the bill drafting process, but they confirmed meeting with her privately before the elections bill became public. Mitchell was one of the architects of the former president's scheme to stay in power. House Democratic leader Robert Reeves pointed out that that scheme resulted in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. January 6th happened, whether we want to continue to talk about it or not. People died on January 6th and continuing to push a lie to try to mix up the voting process is at the minimum disturbing. Mitchell has denied helping to write the elections bill, but a WRAL analysis seen here showed many of her advocacy group's top priorities are included in it. Senate Republicans countered that it's the Democrats, not them, that are causing people to doubt the fairness of future elections. In a statement, Senate Leader Phil Berger spokesman Randy Breckbeal said it would be in the best interest of all North Carolinians if Democrats stop pushing false inflammatory rhetoric and instead join Republicans in strengthening the integrity of our elections. A Senate committee is expected to debate the bill sometime this week. Laura Leslie, WRAL News, Raleigh. There have been six earthquakes in the same area of North Carolina, all in just the past two weeks. Ahead, we ask an expert how common something like this is and what's causing the earthquakes. And as we take a live look over Dix Park, this area is going to look a lot different thanks to a new $700 million development what we know about this, uh, the development in this area coming up. Kat. There will be plenty of hours of dry, beautiful weather to get outside this week, but I'll show you the one time period you may need to move those plans inside coming up. A company that contaminated the water for hundreds of thousands of people in North Carolina will be paying $1 billion as part of a settlement. The settlement stems from complaints over Camor's use of PFAS, or forever chemicals, which contaminated public water. Investigative documentary reporter Kristen Severance is working on a documentary now about forever chemicals in North Carolina. She explains what this settlement could mean for us. I've spent the last month working with our environmental reporter, Liz McLaughlin, on this. We've talked to dozens of people in North Carolina with contaminated tap waters and contaminated wells. You know, they blame Comores, the chemical manufacturer in Fayetteville, for this contamination. And Comores admitted they dumped chemicals in the Cape Fear River for at least 40 years. It's important to note this billion-dollar settlement does not include the contamination claims made by people in North Carolina, but advocates here are paying very close attention to it. Um, well, to be honest, initially, I, I thought one billion was a drop in the bucket. Emily Donovan is the co-founder of Clean Cape Fear, a group fighting for Comores in Fayetteville to clean up the forever chemicals found in the Cape Fear River, their water supply. Chemicals called PFAS are found in Teflon, food containers, and makeup. There are thousands of chemicals in this class called forever chemicals because they are nearly impossible to break down. The chemicals are linked to health problems including cancer and harm to reproductive and immune systems. 
knowing how much it really does cost a public water system to to you know build and maintain a system that can get PFAS down to a level of non-detect. I mean, I I think I think this was undervalued in the long run. For example, the Cape Fear Public Utilities Authority spent $43 million to install carbon filters to remove PFAS from water that flows through the Sweeney plant. Chemicals and byproduct traced to the Comores plant in Fayetteville, formerly DuPont. This one facility in Fayetteville sits on the Cape Fear River that lets out into the Atlantic Ocean. And where where has all this gone I mean, for decades? Where has it gone? Comores and two other companies, DuPont and Corteva, are facing thousands of lawsuits over allegations they put forever chemicals in the environment. The three companies which deny the allegations will pay $1 billion to settle these claims. But the North Carolina lawsuits are ongoing. Ted Leopold is lead co-counsel. What do you think this settlement means for your Lawsuit. Well, I, I think clearly it's a recognition uh, when a when a company or companies pay this kind of money that there's a real problem uh, in terms of what their conduct has done by way of affecting the environment. But we shouldn't forget the thousands and thousands of homes, uh, people's piping, uh, and the water that they get are all still contaminated and will continue to be contaminated. Our WRL documentary on forever chemicals in North Carolina will premiere later this summer. I'm WRL investigative documentary reporter Kristen Severance. And we reached out to Comores for a comment on what this settlement means for North Carolina. The company said a statement that reads in part, the announced joint settlement agreement with U.S. Water Systems allows water systems in the lower Cape Fear River Basin to opt in to the proposed settlement class if they choose. This agreement further demonstrates our commitment to address and resolve legacy PFAS matters and ability to find common ground to achieve resolution. Your next apartment could look over Dix Park, where we're taking a live look right now. Construction on the $700 million development is already underway. Two, uh, these two 20-story towers will rise above the corner of Lake Wheeler Road and Hamill Drive. Developers are calling it The Weld. The first phase of the project will include 675 apartments, above-ground-level restaurants and shops. Six earthquakes have hit the same area of western North Carolina within the past two weeks, all within a mile of each other right here around West Canton. You can see that cluster of red dots. Joining us now to talk about what's happening is Professor Manolis Vivekis from Duke University's Pratt Engineering School. Professor, thank you so much for joining us tonight. No reports of damage from these earthquakes, but help me understand here. North Carolina is not considered a seismically active area, to my knowledge, yet there there have been six of these in two weeks. So what could be going on? Uh, good afternoon, and thank you very much for having me. Uh, indeed, so although North Carolina is not considered to be a traditionally seismogenic area like you know, California or the West Coast, uh, there are earthquakes happening historically in the area, especially on the West Coast, we, uh, on the West of the state, we do have uh, old fault lines that experience from time to time some uh, minor earthquakes. These are six earthquakes that are uh, below what we consider destructive earthquakes, like they are magnitude three and a half or less. Uh, it is not uncommon, historically speaking, for this area 
to give this type of earthquakes. We have we have every 30 or 40 years, we have similar activity. We had a similar cluster, in fact, of magnitude four earthquakes that happened in 1957. I think we had three or four recorded in within a six month period. So I, I do need to point out that although North Carolina is not considered to be a seismogenic area. We do have fault lines, and you know, historically speaking, we do have earthquakes uh, happening in the state. Nothing major to be concerned about uh, if you're living in this area, and and nothing to have to to worry about preparing for. I, I wouldn't be concerned. I would definitely, uh, as I said, exercise common sense and precaution. Uh, we do have a good seismic code uh, in our buildings, uh, North Carolina has state agencies taking care of uh, all the inspections. We shouldn't uh, be panicked or anything, but you know, due diligence, common sense, and precaution should always be applied. Mm -hmm. Professor, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Thank you very much, have a good night. Interesting to hear from an expert after six. Yeah, a lot of people out there wondering about that. As we take a, a live look at White Lake, um, a sunset over the lake looking beautiful tonight. Meteorologist Kat Campbell with a look at uh, Lake Gaston where uh, a little bit of the same. You know, we're just thinking about the lakes here. It's such a beautiful evening to maybe be out on the water. We have seen some boats parking here at the Point Restaurant. You can see a couple of pontoons there this evening. It's beautiful outside. It's been a warm day. The humidity's been low, dry weather locally. We are looking ahead to a chance for rain, though, as we get into Wednesday. Up until Wednesday, though, and even after Wednesday, we've got mainly dry weather. So if you have a garden going, I just got my peppers going and planted yesterday from the farmer's market. You may want to do some watering this week. At least pick one other day in addition to Mother Nature's rain and watering for you on Wednesday. Outside right now, we're not seeing any rain on the radar. And I wanted to mention this because earlier today, the Storm Prediction Center did have the western part of our viewing area included just right on the line of the level one threat. That's backed off toward the mountains, the foothills, and we're not expected to see any severe weather here this evening. Looking ahead to Wednesday, though, we're going to be watching a cold front dropping in from the north as it moves into our area. At this point, I've been looking over the storm ingredients. It looks like it's mainly going to be rain. That could change. We'll get in a high-resolution model this evening that meteorologist Mike Nays will look over, let you know if that changes. But for now, it looks like the best chance of any thunderstorms with this system would be closer to the coast. Behind the front, we've got air that's a little cooler. You know, I use the term cooler loosely this time of year. Upper 70s. It's still going to be warm out, but no upper 80s like what we'll see tomorrow. And the best part, the air is going to be very dry behind the front. The humidity very low for June. Tomorrow, it's a nice day. It's going to be hot, but still not humid. 88 in Raleigh, as well as Durham and Rocky Mount. 89 in Southern Pines. We could hit 90 in Fayetteville tomorrow. It's going to be a warm day. Even in the morning, temperatures start out in the mid-60s. If you're headed out for your morning walk or bike ride, by noon, we should be up into the lower 80s, warm at lunchtime, and then during the afternoon, that's when we'll be in the mid to upper 80s throughout the afternoon and evening hours. Town by town tomorrow, temperatures are going to be in the mid to upper 80s, as I mentioned, but let's look at the difference on Wednesday. With the cold front dropping in from the north, you can see this big range of temperatures in the area. We start to cool off a little bit earlier in our northern counties, later in our southern counties, where that cooler and drier air doesn't arrive until Thursday. Tomorrow is the hottest day on of the week, at least. Once we get to the weekend, we're going to warm right back up into the upper 80s. Wednesday will be our day of change as the cold front moves through. Low temperatures in the mid-50s behind this we're going to see some really, really gorgeous weather Thursday and Friday. So I highly recommend making some outdoor plans. The weekend doesn't look too bad. A few hit or miss storms on Sunday. Not much to complain about. Thanks, Kat.
A country music star who calls North Carolina home sold so many tickets, he had to add more shows. Where you can see Luke Combs play live and when tickets go on sale ahead. The competition might be over, but the conversations will soon start back up about bringing the soccer tournament back to Cary. It was a lot of fun. They, they want it to go again next year. Yeah, hey, here's a look at the million-dollar moment. Connecticut's Newtown FC won the inaugural TST at Wake Med Soccer Park yesterday. A spokesperson says the four-day tournament brought in 35,000 fans. I thought the format was really awesome. I thought having all the different fields and the accessibility, I mean, on some of the fields, you could really walk right up to the pitch and stand there and be a foot away from a really awesome player. The organizers of the TST are now shifting their focus to the basketball tournament, which begins next month. They say they'll discuss bringing TST back to carry in the coming months. I welcome it. It was fun. Yeah, really cool. Reigning CMA Entertainer of the Year and North Carolina native Luke Combs is adding more shows to Charlotte. Hey, well, you, you got to give the people what they want. Combs is scheduled to perform at Bank of America Stadium on July 15th. Because of overwhelming ticket demand, another night was added in the Queen City. Pre-sale tickets for his newly added show on the 14th go on sale this Thursday with general sales scheduled for Friday. A Durham canine lost his battle against the bathtub today. Yes, over the weekend, the Durham Police Department posted this video on social media showing the canine menace running from officers to avoid getting a bath. However, he couldn't get away. My dogs <laughs> no, do the same here. thing. The police department posted today saying despite his best efforts, canine menace did indeed get a bath. <laughs> and look at his Dude, face. That's a hilarious. <laughs> he picture. was not happy about it. <laughs> well, he tried his best to get away, but he knows, you know, pretty well that you can't get away from the police. You can't. You, can't. you know what I mean? <laughs> well, They're going to get you. I'd give him credit. They're going to get you. <laughs> Thank you so much for making WRAL your choice for local news. Our next newscast is at 10 on Fox 50 and 11 on WRAL. Have a great night. Keep watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.